Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'm Richard Roberts. I've been doing some serious thinking and praying uh, the past few days. I've sort of sequestered myself away for a couple of days in prayer over a number of different issues concerning the church as a whole at large and concerning our nation. Uh, I know we've all been following the news and uh, we know what's going on in our country. We know we have many problems, but we're still the United States of America. But God has put some things on my heart and uh, I've done some writing and I want to share some things with you from my heart today. And I want you to, to listen with an open mind and an open heart because what I'm giving you today is what's on my heart. And it's what I sincerely believe. Something, something very special on my heart. I've been thinking about it, praying about it, as I said, for several days. What's wrong? What's wrong with the church is the same thing that's wrong with America. You say, well, that's a pretty powerful statement. Yes, it is. What's wrong with the church is the same thing that's wrong with America. What is the church? Well, the church is the body of Christ. The church is not a building. The church is not bricks and mortar. And America is not an institution. America is people. People of all colors, from all around the world, a melting pot, we might say, of different cultures representing this entire globe. The church was raised up by Jesus himself. When Peter said to him, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus replied and said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven has revealed this to you. And on this rock of revelation that you know who I am, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church was raised up by Jesus. America was established by those who came from distant lands to escape tyranny and to escape religious persecution in their own homelands. America was founded upon the Word of God. It was founded upon the Bible, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. And no matter what secular textbooks say, America was founded upon the Bible. And if you look over in Hebrews chapter, 20, chapter 10 and verse 25, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, talking about the church, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you say and as you see the day approaching. Outside the church, Outside the church building, we who call ourselves Christians are called to declare and to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. And if you look over in Matthew, I've got it marked here, Matthew chapter 28, the words of Jesus to his disciples, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, that was a message for the 12 disciples. Sure it was in that day, but the word of God is for you and me. And the book of John tells us that if you and I continue in his word, then we are his disciples. Listen, friend, we're not Peter. We're not James. We're not John. We're not the apostle Paul. We have our own names. We have our own identity, but we are the modern day disciples. 
Therefore, this word to go into all the nations, that's for you and that's for me. America was designed to be a beacon of hope. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Much of the church today has lost its first love, Jesus. In many cases, he has been replaced by social preaching and church programs. America's founding values are being replaced by a social message and programs that leave God out and have very little future of being a blessing in the lives of our citizens. And just as the human body devoid of a heart grows cold, so does the church. And as a nation, when we grow cold, we grow cold toward our fellow citizens. Many churches today have allowed what I call agents of Satan into them, and they've given them a voice, and they're preaching a different message than this. And our nation, America, has allowed Satan to speak through those who are tearing at the founding principles every day. And in the church today, I'm sorry to say, we have some pastors who have no real calling. They have no real anointing to be there in the first place. And many have come out of seminaries that discuss religion, but they leave out a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And our nation as a whole has allowed leaders to blaspheme God and his word and to make the Bible of no consequence. In fact, there are many churches today who say, well, yes, this is the Bible, and this is what the Bible says, but that's really not what it means. Many of our churches have deviated from the Word of God, and much of America has deviated from God concerning important decisions. Let's talk about the church for a minute. What is the purpose? What's the purpose of the church? The purpose of the church is to preach Christ and Him crucified. The purpose of the church is to let people know that Jesus died for your sins. He paid the price, the ultimate price, so that you might have redemption and forgiveness. He also took 39 stripes on His back for your healing. He took a stripe for every sickness and disease that's ever been known or ever will be known. And the church's position and place is not to preach a gospel to please the ear and justify a lifestyle. It's to preach repentance from sin. And that repentance comes when you change your mind and put your mind back into subjection to your spirit the way God created you and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's what the church is all about. America's purpose is to forge a nation to be a leading voice for what's right and what's just and what's humane. A nation that is fair in its treatment of its citizens. A nation where there is an equal opportunity for those who are willing to show up and work hard in order to bring their dreams to pass. Now let's talk about pastors. What's the purpose of a pastor? The purpose of a pastor is to shepherd the flock, <laughs> not to fleece them, not to coddle them, and not to pacify them. 
The purpose of an elected leader, let's talk about leadership. The purpose of an elected leader is to do the right thing and only push agendas that are for the common good and not agendas that are politically inspired. Pastors, I'm talking to you today. It's time to stand up for the word of God. It's time to call sin, sin. Pastors, it's time for you to speak up and preach the Bible. Heaven and earth will pass away, friend, but this word will not pass away. I'm talking about the uncompromised word of God. And elected leaders, I'm talking to you. It's time for you to stay right down the center and not lean too far to the right, not lean too far to the left. Stay right down the middle. You know, I love to play golf. And you try to hit the ball down the middle, down the middle of the fairway, because the grass is short, the ball sits up easily for you hit. But if you go way out to the right and way out to the left, you wind up in rough, sometimes this high, sometimes this high. It's hard to find the ball, much less hit it. Elected leaders, it's time to stay down the center. And it's time to tell the truth. It's time to stand up and stand by your word. Or as my father taught me, your word is your bond. You didn't have to have a contract with my father or with me. A handshake meant I'll do it. That's how this nation was forged. It's time to bring people together and bring healing to our nation. Yes, to sit at the table with diverse groups of citizens and reason for, with what's best for America and pray that God will give you the wisdom and the guidance and the direction and then bless your decisions. Pastors, it's time to stand up, not shrink back. Elected leaders, it's time to stand up, not shrink back, to stand up for what's right. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then will I, God, I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. My friend, there is an answer to all this chaos we're seeing. And we're seeing it every day, aren't we? And that answer begins with a revival in you and me. It starts one-on-one. -on -one. In the church and in our leaders. So that it may spread throughout this nation like wildfire. And I'm praying today that many a pastor and many a leader are hearing this podcast and will say, yes, it's time for a dramatic change in America. And if we will, we'll be the nation that the Bible calls a delightsome land. We'll be above and not beneath. We'll be the head and not the tail. We'll be God's choice nation the way we were founded. I'm praying that over this nation today. And I'm saying these words, God bless America again. But God cannot bless America until we get it right. He's an if-then God. If we'll do our part, then he will do his part. And I can see God, it's like I see him up in heaven with his arm folded saying, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for them down there to do what's right so I can bless it. I believe in this country. I was born here, right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
I make my home here. My wife and our children are here. All of our children were born here in Tulsa. I love this nation. I love every state, every person in it. I love America. God bless America again. See you next time. Does God still heal today? As the son of Oral Roberts, Richard grew up seeing the miraculous healing power of God. And from that experience, he wants everyone to know that God not only has the power to heal today, but it's his desire for you to be well in every area of your life. Healing is a central key. It's not a sideline. You'll find healing all the way from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. Healing is God's plan. If you have questions about whether or not God still heals, if you're skeptical but want to believe, then order this new book, God's Healing Touch by Richard Roberts. Go to richardroberts.org or call 1-844-828-1412.